You're listening to the TechFedition Podcast, episode 91, Monkey Island with No Monkeys. Hello, everybody. Uh, I am the host of the TechFedition Podcast, Sergio. Hey, everyone. I'm Clarence. And I'm Kerry. Uh, I guess we should say this is the TechFedition Podcast. Here's, here's episode 91. 91. Uh, very boring number, apparently. Uh, we, uh, di- when Dennis Rodman played for the Bulls, his number was 91. Why was his number 91, Clarence? Because 9 plus 1 equals 10. And that was his former number, but he couldn't get it because it was already taken. Wow. Yeah. Dennis Rodman logic. You gotta love it. <laughs> Dennis Rodman should host a podcast. <laughs> Would it would be filled with with porn stars and drugs? <laughs> it can be it can be the Dennis Rodman podcast hosted by Dennis Rodman. Yeah, yeah, Dennis Rodman is, is old. He's like fifty or something. Like that's insane. Like last I remember, Dennis Rodman, he was on a basketball court. Like in his thirties. <laughs> about 15 years ago. Man, has it been that long since I watched basketball? He's all but forgotten these days. When, when, did he play after they won the, third, the sixth championship? Did he play any after that or did he retire? Uh, I think he retired when Jordan retired the first time. The, yeah, that's the, what I'm saying. The, one of the times Jordan retired, he retired. One of them. Yeah. Wow. He actually played. Overseas, or is that the D League, the Brighton Bears in the United Kingdom? Wow, he did keep playing, just not in the NBA. Hmm. Got to pick some porn stars somehow. I, well, I don't know. You, you you would think that with a name like Rodman, he could just become a porn star. Do porn stars so so two thousands now they're called goddesses? <laughs> <laughs> Winning. <laughs> All right, let's jump into news, fellas. Uh, let's see. Well, Carl's not here. The Carrie, you have unfortunate Sonic news. Um, I guess if you hate Sonic, it's unfortunate. <laughs> I don't. So. Um, there's a new Sonic game coming out, and if you watch the trailer, it shows the new anime-style Sonic running around. Wait a minute, that's not where I put that. Or is it? But anyway, it shows him running around, and then the fat, pudgy Sonic starts running right beside him. I don't know what that means, but um, apparently there's a new Sonic game coming out to PSN and Xbox Live Arcade this fall to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Sonic. Um... So, could it be the the uh, turtles equivalent of uh, uh, what was that last turtles movie where all the multiverses were in one movie? You turtles think, Forever. Yeah, you think this is what's going on here? Uh, probably. Uh, I I I think that they saw how well Spider Man Shattered Dimensions did, and they were like, "We can do that." There's a Sonic comic book. Yeah, this is has nothing to do with the Sonic comic book. This is just. The old Sonic, like the Sonic 2 art style Sonic. And then, you know, the new games, he's got like green eyes and these big floppy shoes and he's skinny. It's just the different, the evolution, the adventure style Sonic, if you will. And then the classic Sonic. Although there are comic books, um, but the games aren't really tied to them at all. 
Hmm. But I wish I wish they did because the, the American was pretty interesting. But anyway, yeah, there's a new Sonic game coming out. Not really a whole lot to say other than that because they haven't really announced anything. Hopefully, it's 2D and not 3D, but or 2.5D, I guess I should say. Yeah, and oh, I, I haven't seen the end of the trailer, but does it have Sonic Team's name on it? Nah, I really, I really don't even remember if it does or not. I hope not. <laughs> well, wow. I mean, the the thing is, like Sonic Team isn't really Sonic. They Sonic Team really only made one Sonic game, the first one. Like after that, the the next like Sonic Two was made in America, um, over overseen by Yuji Naka, and I think that three was as well. Don't quote me on that, but they haven't made very many. To be named Sonic Team, they haven't really made that many Sonic games. I think they did the three ones that suck, though, so there you go. Mm. I don't know. But anyway, we have other news. Um, yeah. uh, we talked about this last week, the Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition. It's Apparently, it's going to be downloadable content because the trailer got leaked today. And um, it shows all your characters, and it also references the character balancing. Uh, but you know, it's whatever. I hope it's I hope it's reasonable, <laughs> as long as it's about fifteen dollars. You know, if I already have the game, the other game. Yeah, this, I don't. But if, but if I did have it, I'd be like, okay, you know, maybe. Yeah, 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 this is the right move. I remember us talking about it last week, and how how stupid it would have been for them to release another box title. <laughs> I'm good to see they're making the right move with this one. Agreed. It, it, they could probably get away with doing another box title, but it would make them look really bad. Yes, and this is just a, another way to avoid the the uh, multitude of releases like we had in the '90s, which we all got saturated by. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that. On the better news. The Mass Effect anime has just been announced. Uh, Funimation, in collaboration with T.O. Entertainment, which is a Japanese anime studio, um, they're going to be producing an anime feature film based on BioWare's Mass Effect. And the movie's already in production, and they plan to have it finished by summer of 2012. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about this, because I really like Mass Effect, and I really like anime and as long as they don't get too crazy with the art style then I'm all on this like a hobo on a ham sandwich you know what I, I would be so much for uh, a 3D uh, version of the, the movie like a, a, a computer rendered 3D version of this rather than the uh, anime style because I mean the in game stuff engine is so close that if they just like really, really high res that and gave us something, you know, really polished, it would be awesome. You yeah, know? but what I hope, what I hope they do though is I hope they go off and do a whole another story. I hope they don't try to follow the games. I hope they like take like a character or take like Shepard before he was the before he became the super badass Shepard, or they like go after the games. I, I hope they don't like try to mirror what happens in the games because I, th- I think they'd just be kind of boring. So so you want like a Mass Effect guy, Dan? You mean a Mass Effect side story? Yeah. yeah. 
That will work. Or a sequel, or a prequel. Either way. All right. I, I myself haven't played the Mass Effect games, but, but I hear that the story is the reason to play those games. Of course, they're good on top of that, but the story is really worth the money, so... Well, I mean, it's not just... The, it's the story, and it's the fact that you feel like you're actually affecting the universe. It's not like, you know... I've hit on this before, like on most Japanese role-playing games, where it's like you're just... You're on a train track, and you're just chugging along. Can't really get off the track. But, you know, you, you, you do have some choices on this game, and they do really affect the story. Yeah. Because if you pick the wrong person to do something, they will die. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah. yeah kind of like for me on the uh, first one definitely what got me through that one having played in the second one first definitely the story got me through the first one because to me, after playing the second one the first one felt so clunky that the story was the only thing that really drove me through it but the second one the story was great and the gameplay is freaking polished so and in related news Mass Effect 3 comes out this year Oh, I'm all on that. <laughs> Lunch day. Uh, yeah, it's it's scheduled for Q4, so assuming it doesn't get pushed back. I think I'll take more Mass Effect this year. I just hope it's they release it when it's done. Yeah, I think I'll take that day off I can, work. <laughs> I can I can wait I can wait for a good game. Probably not as long as most people have waited for Gears of War three, but I can wait. It has been a while since a Gears of War game. My 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 friend Dwayne had it had it pre ordered July of last year. <laughs> it was it was supposed to come out in the fall, and yeah, it's not coming out till like a year later. <laughs> they should start paying him back interest. <laughs> I made fun of him so much for that. But yeah, speaking of fun, um, the Dragon Ball Z Kai series, which if you don't know. I've talked about it before. It's a refreshing of the Dragon Ball Z animation. And um, they've actually... They did clean up the sales. They made it high def. They actually redrew some frames of animation. It's got a whole new soundtrack. And it's got all new voice actors um, for the most part. Like some of the principal people like Goku, Gohan. Some The main characters are pretty much... If the, guy, if the people haven't died... They're still they're still voicing the characters, but like some of the people, like um the guy that does, I think the narrator guys did the guy that did, um Master Roshi, I think he died. But anyway, I, I digress. Um, it's actually been canceled in Japan. Um, mm. so what that means is episode ninety seven is the final episode, which ends the um Android and Cell arc. So that's where Dragon Ball Z Kai ends, which is kind of weird. But um, it there's actually some drama behind this because um the guy that was actually composing Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Kai as it's called in Japan, what's his name? Kenji Yamamoto. He was they he he actually um he actually got fired because he was um he was plagiarizing music. And he's actually been doing this for like years. You know it um Clarence, do you know the um the scene where Trunks turns to Super Saiyan? Um the music that plays there. It's like a blatant ripoff of a um of a crap. Of a Led Zeppelin song. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, there's just well no 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 no. It's it's a ripoff of a um 
of a German band called Propaganda. The Led Zeppelin song that he ripped off was actually a closing theme in the movie Seven. And like, if you listen to these songs like back, like right by each other, the part where it's called it's a song called Immigrant Song, where he's like ah. But anyway, <laughs> but like if you listen to like the the song that that he made off of that, you'll be like, wow, yeah, he totally ripped that off. But anyway, he's been doing this for years. But they just now caught up with him because of some of the stuff he ripped off in Dragon Ball Z. I'm just gonna name some song titles off for you. I don't want to talk about this too much, but um, okay, he ripped he ripped off a back um he ripped off the Terminator Salvation opening thing. He ripped <laughs> off uh, a song called War from the Avatar movie, the blue um. 3D Avatar movie. He ripped off a song from Elizabeth the Golden Age, which I have no idea what that is. And, and like the list goes on of, of all the stuff. He's, he's ripped off songs for like background music in the video games. He ripped off a Journey song. He ripped off is, is, a Black Sabbath song. <laughs> is he just like recomposing them or is he like ripping the exact music? Well, He's 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 ripping off the arrangement. He's not actually like ripping the actual music, but what he'll sampling do? Sampling it. Well, they, yeah, like like I I don't want to say this because it's gonna sound racist, but like Japanese like composers are they've kind of they they've kind of been notorious for this type of thing because like Chrono Trigger actually like if you go back and listen to Chrono Trigger, I think it's Frog's theme. It's like the the you know the song Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Ashley. They like freaking like Square Enix was the first. They were the first. They rickrolled like everybody that played Chrono Trigger because that song is actually in the game. But there, there are other examples of that because there, there's a lot of music in Chrono Trigger that got ripped from American music. But you know the internet wasn't as prevalent back then, so there's not really a you know there's the chances of people finding out about it were very low. <laughs> yeah. But but these days, yeah, and that guy got fired. There's a new composer. Actually, the Dragon Ball Z guys that are out here, they've they've dropped. The Blu-rays and everything—they've dropped them down because they're trying to clear them out because they can't really sell them because they got plagiarized music on them. Wow! <laughs> it's just—it's created a big, just a big mess, pretty much. Wow! So, um, yeah, that's where that is. I mean, well, that's hilarious. Well, couldn't they go back and use? I don't want to stay on this too long, but couldn't they go back and release the original music for it and put? You know, well, yeah, that would that. That's actually what they did for, like, when they found out this guy was doing this and they fired him, like, for the rest of the Dragon Ball Z episodes, they reverted back to the original Dragon Ball Z score. I imagine if they rebroadcast it, they'll they'll use the old score as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're going to do on the American one because they're, like, halfway, they're just halfway through the series. So I really don't know what they're going to do. They spent all this money dubbing it, and now they're going to have to go back and redo the audio. Oh, it's just a big mess. I mean, it does seem like this is something that could be picked up at a later date if they work out these issues, though. I mean, just because they're killing it right now doesn't mean it's over, or seemingly doesn't. I just hate it because, like, my 7-year-old and 11-year-old nephew, or he'll be 11 this year, they love Dragon Ball Z. This show is... It was old when I watched it <laughs> in the late 90s. And, I mean, they they love it. Um, Every time they come to my house, they're like, can we watch Dragon Ball Z? And it just I just think about how much this... How this was exposing them, Dragon Ball, to, like, a new generation. And now it's just, like, up. Maybe, maybe later. Maybe another time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, speaking of other things that have been... Counseled or went under, went under. I would say, uh, yeah. Of course, we all know Blockbuster went under uh, last year sometime, I believe. 
And they've actually been acquired in a, a bankruptcy auction by Dish Network, which is a very, very, very strange acquisition to me because I don't really see any way these two companies could mesh. Hmm. Well, unless they're going to try to do a Netflix or something. Yeah, I, mean, I don't see. They probably just bought the brand name, to be honest with you. For a mere $228 million? <laughs> get, get that, that name is not worth $228 million. Yeah. Well, I mean, you say that, but, I mean, you can, like, you can ask any, like, if you say buy a bunch of video, to anybody, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, that's, like, from a marketing standpoint, that's priceless. I don't know if it's worth $200 million or however, whatever you say it. <laughs> but, I, I mean, it's been done before, you know. Um, Infograms did it. They bought Atari and they just used the name. <laughs> yeah, but it so, just I mean, yeah. It's happened yeah. Before. yeah. It just seems like Blockbuster is meaningless to me. But like I, like you said, that could just be me or us, I guess, me and Serge. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Of course, there's a whole generation out there that Blockbuster is still very meaningful for, and it, to to yeah, they're they are basically an, an, a a thing of the past. They they're disappearing. They ten years from now, there will be one blockbuster per state. It'll, it'll it's pretty sad. <laughs> but I was in a blockbuster like a week ago because one was strangely going out of business in town. That's the and, only reason I went to one. Yeah, yeah. And when I was in there, there was an, an older gentleman who was asking the guy behind the, the behind the counter, "Hey man, recommend a movie for me? Something really scary." And I'm like. You know, that's really what they're there for. You know, you can get movies all over the place, but very older generations don't know. Hey, I can just hit up the internet and yeah. see if people like this movie. They trust the people in the store. That's true. <laughs> I, I guess that's why mom and pop stores are still around. Period. You know. And yeah. Yeah. Wagon wheel video still going strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super Video Center here in Jackson, owned by my aunt, still open. Been around for like twenty five, thirty years. It's crazy. Yeah, there, there's all kinds of things they could do with with Blockbuster besides just keep brick and mortar stores. They may try to do with with Blockbuster what Blockbuster should have done with Blockbuster. I mean, yeah, that would be interesting. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do and the leverage the deals they already have as a you know. Content provider, they could probably yeah. do something pretty cool. But Indeed. along other new other news, uh, Portal Two is 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 release date is fastly approaching, and yeah. Uh, oh man, I can't wait till it comes out. Looks like they're gonna have a comic to go along, which will be released tomorrow. Um, uh, it's gonna go along with the uh, with the game. Uh, it comes out April eighth. I know tomorrow is meaningless in the podcast world. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I agree with I this. Just, I just hate how they're turning chill into like she was like a silent protagonist, like Gordon Freeman, and now they're trying to make her like Laura Croft or something, have a personality. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the personality of the first game was the environment and uh, Glados. Yeah. GLaDOS made the first game. Yeah, so. <laughs> and 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 the the subtlety of the humor is what made that game great, or it, at least made the the setting and the and the the feel of that game great. I don't know if that works in a comic. Well, I mean, it it, it seems to me that with 
the comic may give us a foreshadow what the game would be like. Um, do you think the game will have more of a story to it? Because, I mean, really, there isn't much of a, a story, like you said, other than the environment in the first one. Well, I think they have to put some sort of story. If if they plan on wrapping, you know, an eight to twelve hour experience, you know, in, in into the portal universe, they need to create some sort of eight story. to twelve hour. Wow, they're going for a game that long. I, well, the first portal was what four, you could finish it in about four or five hours. Dude, and you could finish the first portal, and I would argue you could finish it probably in a sit down, probably like an hour and a half tops. It it doesn't I don't know take about that. that. It doesn't take that long to play first portal. Hmm. I don't know. I, w- I would love for them to wrap portal into the the Half Life universe. I, I, there was rumor that that was what was happening. Oh really? Yeah. It would be nice if this could be like a prequel or something to the next Half Life game. Yeah, like ooh, like at the end of Portal, you see uh, the you know the main protagonist, what's her name, Shell. Shrell or whatever her name is, dying, and then she happens to die right next to some dude, and that dude is Gordon Freeman, and he picks up the portal gun and goes, hmm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's time for another Half Life too, man. It's yeah. I just hope they wait until they actually like create another engine and just use Half Life Three. Would it be as the showpiece? I hope so. Well, what what I else? Can, I can wait. What, what else are they going to do? Like Valve. Isn't going to make another uh, anything? I guess Team Fortress Three could happen uh, instead of Half Life Half Life Three. They're gonna they're gonna be updating two for the next two years. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like yeah, wow. they really they they really don't have to make another Team Fortress for a while because they they they've they've molded that game into near perfection. So I wouldn't want them to make another one that soon. Yeah, so so I guess either they're not going to do another Left for Dead, at least not yet. And Portal Portal's out. No no Team Fortress. So I guess Half Life Half Life or a new property is the way they have to go. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's going to be a while for another Left for Dead comes around because it kind of did the whole saturation thing with that. Which I mean, in a way, I don't blame them though, because they they struck while the iron was hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows how long this zombie craze is gonna last? Get it in while you can. Yeah. Well, since we're talking about comics. Oh gosh. Uh, I don't want to get too far on a tangent here, but but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are coming back to comic shops, and I am so happy. Uh, Mir- Mirage, the, uh, the 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 company that owned the Turtles up until last year, ceased publication of their comic last year when they sold the property, and there was really no announcements as to what was going to happen with the Turtles in print. And of course, that's where they originated. So to see them go was pretty sad. Uh, but IDW has announced that they they struck a deal with uh, Viacom. They're going to be publishing Turtles comic books. Which is weird. <laughs> that, that is kind of weird, but I, I I guess I would trust a smaller publisher more than I would trust, say, Marvel or DC. You know, I don't want, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus the Avengers. Yeah. And um, more importantly, I, could, I can't even believe that the Turtles still had a comic strip running, or a comic series running. 
It's, <laughs> yeah. Should have been a comic strip. <laughs> yeah. They had a comic strip at one point, but but to be honest, it wasn't a very good comic. It was it was the original creator just paying his buds to make comics based on his turtles. It it wasn't the stories weren't great. The character it just wasn't good. Hopefully, this will put some some fresh blood on it, and hopefully, the stories will be decent enough to, to warrant me buying it every month because I'm going to. Mm. Cool. But yeah, that does it for news. Uh, let's jump over to what we're watching. Clarence, what is Blinky? <sighs> okay, uh, Blinky is a short story. Um, the the main character is this uh, is the boy from Where the Wild Things Are. I guess the name is Max Records. I don't know. That's what I'm getting from this page. And uh, yeah, the, basically. This is a short about this robot, which serves as like a servant or a, like a, a playmate for a child. So like the, the the movie starts with this cat, this kid seeing this ad on TV for this this Blinky is what it's called, and uh, he asks his mom and dad for it, and he eventually gets it. And the the kind of twist in the movie is um, think of a robot not having or maybe even defying the three laws. Of course, that's from my ro- robot. But yeah, th- this <laughs> this kid kind of gets mad because he's always sees his parents fighting because they're, I don't know, just that type of people where they're always fussing and stuff. And, and he's just like this mean kind of spirited kid or he actually turns mean after a while from seeing his parents fighting. And he just like gives this robot a whole bunch of crazy orders and yeah, it kind of goes down, gets darker and darker from there, and you can kind of expect where it goes. But the animation in this is very, very good for a a short film, and I guess they didn't have have a huge budget. Uh, it looks great. Um, it looks like something that could be a full feature film. Actually, the cinematography in it is pretty is really good, and this is really, really well done. And I. You know, I suggest anyone to just take a look at it. Take 15 minutes out of your day to look at it. It's, it's well worth it. So how is this tied to where the wild things are? It's the, or it's not? Or? No, it's, it's not. It's not at all. This the, the kid in the short is the guy from is the kid from where the wild, wild things are. Is there a reason for that or? No, it's, it's no connection. He's just Cause that's weird. He's just the same actor. Yes, same actor. Oh, same actor. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, when you say, when you say kid, I'm thinking character. Oh, I'm like what? Oh no, 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 no. Same actor. My bad. Excuse me for that. <laughs> <laughs> same actor from Where the Wild Things Are. I was just trying to give don't, reference. Don't worry, I misunderstood you correctly. Okay, okay. That that clears everything up, and now it makes sense. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, but it's, it's like I said, it's just really well done. Great cinematography, great CG in it, and you know. Kind of a dark uh, drama, but really good. Cool. I may actually watch that. So, oh, yeah, he's not here. Um, I'm not talking about sacred boob Smith. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that's actually what people call it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can argue about that when Carl's on the cast. Let's move on to what we're playing. Carrie, you're playing the the new golf game. Yeah. I'm playing Masters. The Masters. I mean, that's what they... I mean, it's like Tiger Woods in little small letters. And the Masters! Big logo. 
But Very, anyway, yeah. Good timing I, on that, by the I way. I purchased this for the Nintendo Wii, and my nephews were over the house, and we all played it together. And I have to say, um, I don't, I never played any of the Tiger Woods games on the Wii before Wii Motion Plus, but I'm really, 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 really impressed by how well this tracks your swing. Um, like I heard before the game came out, I heard Tiger, I, I followed Tiger on Twitter, and he said you can actually work on your swing with this, and I was like, whatever. But as far as as far as mechanics, you really could you like if you put it on pro mode. I put it on pro mode earlier today, or or tour pro, whatever they call it, and it's like you don't even see your character. It's like a first person view, and you actually look down. Yeah, well, you have to look down anyway, and you swing. And like you can actually draw and fade shots. You can if you swing horribly, it's gonna it's gonna slice. Um, I was really really surprised by how well the mechanics worked, and I'm I don't know if it's this well on the move, but um, I was really impressed. Um, you can play um eight. It's got twenty. I can't remember. It's like twenty six courses, I think, and the most prominent being the Masters course, which hasn't been on a video game. I think since like the 16-bit days, it's been a while, but um, yeah, perfect time and the master started today. Um, Tigers one under, if you're wondering. Uh, but I, I, I haven't bought, I haven't purchased a golf game since like 2008, and I, I I can tell that I'm I'm gonna have a lot of fun with this. The only thing that I that I kind of don't like is that I don't think on a Wii there's any way to create your own golfer, which kind of sucks. Because that was half the fun of the other game is the other games was creating a golfer and then leveling them up until you could like womp on the pros. But I mean, if you have a Nintendo Wii, you're curious about golf or you just want to have fun. I definitely recommend this game. I'm going to go into more detail, post my review next Friday, but definitely check it out. Yeah. Aside from it being like a, the, the draw of it being on the Wii and you know doing all the swinging and stuff. Do you do you think um, them having like Tiger Woods twelve the Masters is is their way of like trying to get away from Tiger Woods and just you know be all about something else like they did with the last one when they had the other gown to cover with them. I don't I don't think so. I mean the Masters in golf is a huge deal. Like every year, it's the first major of the year. Um, there's all kinds of hoopla surrounding it. So, I mean, they could have, I mean, fairly, they could have marketed this game on the master's name alone, Mm -hmm. but, but I think it just shows how far, like, at least Tiger's images come that they were actually willing to put their name on his game. Yeah, that's Um, true. That's true. So, I mean, you, you can, like, there's two ways to look at it, which, I mean, I'm sure EA wasn't, wasn't upset about the whole thing. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's a win-win, I think, because it shows that, you know, his, his images is, is, you know, it's nowhere near what it was, but it's kind of, it's kind of improving. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's, that's a big jump from being on there with, uh, on the cover with somebody I never heard of to now being, you know, Tiger Woods and the Masters. Yeah. So, you know, I guess. And, and, and a funny side, and a, a funny aside to this whole thing is that the the kid that was on the cover with him last year, Rory McIlroy, he's actually the leader for the first round of the Masters at seven <laughs> under. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just thought that was funny when you mentioned. I I thought about that, but I. Like, like it's, I just think it's a win-win, you know. 
you can look at it as yeah, his he isn't his picture isn't even on the cover. Well, he it's like a little small picture of him swinging up under the huge Masters logo, but like I said, there's there's another other ways to look at it as well. So yeah, yeah I see. When I look at it, I look at it in a very negative light. I, I I don't look at it as as oh the Masters they're willing to be on the cover with Tiger. I think it's more of EA says here's a lot of money. We're putting your name on the cover with Tiger. No, it, because it, because we need dude, you. They. I don't. I don't think the Masters is really hurting for. I mean, Augusta National. I don't think they're hurting for anybody's money. <laughs> anybody's money. Um, for example, I think the membership the membership fees for 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 that um club are ridiculous. Yeah, I, yeah you're right when you say that the, the so, Masters are a big deal. It's really the only. Uh, the only major that I could name, and because I, I don't watch golf at all, so. But yeah, it's crazy, dude. It's it's they they they're an official, but the it's rumored to be like ten grand a year. Wow. And they have they have three hundred members, so like I said, I don't think they're hurting for anybody's money. But that's another story. Speaking of another story. I played the Back to the Future game. Marty, uh, great Scott! <laughs> yeah, I, I, I played. I, I played part one. Of course, it's a it, just like every te- Telltale game. Uh, it's broken into five pieces, and right now one through three have been released. Uh, you can get episode one right now through, I think Steam. You can get it on the te- uh, Telltale game uh, website. You can get it on PSN. It's it's kind of made its way everywhere, and that 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 is some Back to the Future ass Back to the Future. <laughs> like when you when you boot the game up, like the first thing you hear is that 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 little that one little note thing you hear in the movies in every movie to indicate hey this is a Back to the Future movie, and it, I have such deep love for that franchise that. This movie really, really, really scratched that itch. Or not movie. This game really scratched that itch. Mm. And it could do no wrong. In Huey Lewis? Uh, yes. Like, they they play the song. You know, Huey Lewis obviously isn't in it, but but the song does play at one point. What about Michael? Does he voice in Marty? He does not do the voice in Marty, but they got a really, really good sound alike. Yeah, I saw some of the web, uh, the web videos they have, and that dude does sound just like him. <laughs> yeah, uh, they did. I wonder get the, why they, he didn't they, do it. Uh, I don't know. Chris Floyd did Doc, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for what I understand, they had like many of the uh, had like many of the main writers and stuff from the original movie doing it, working side by side to to make the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well. Like as I said, this in my eyes, this game could do no wrong. But if I look at it subjectively, or I'm sorry, objectively, and graded on how good of a game it is, I'd have to give it about a, either a six or seven, just on a ten point scale. Because take the Back to the Future out of it, <laughs> and it's not that great. It's just a Telltale game. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just a, te- a Telltale game, and. Uh, you see through the, the the whole adventure game formula very quickly. It's Monkey Island with no monkeys. No, yeah, no monkeys. It's just 
here, let's walk back and back and forth through the square in downtown Hill Valley ten times, giving stuff to people, you know. And and inexplicably, you know, you're caught in 1935. And I, I, it, I really enjoyed it because of, you know, what it was, but they really need to get this story moving along with episode two and so on. I got one more question. Does it break the uh, time continuum? <laughs> Not yet. How, how, how are they going to do this? <laughs> is, I guess is the best thing to say. Where are the hoverboards? I, I'm sure at some point in this they have to go into the future. They, they have to. You can't, like, the first one is set in the 30s. I think the second one is set in the 30s. Uh, they, they made some sort of reference that Doc was going to visit Marty and his wife in 2011, so they're probably going to go kind of into the future, but they, they, the DeLorean already flies, so it's prepared. Mm. Oh, man, they need to do a new Back to the Future. That would be awesome, but we... Movie? Michael, Michael J. Fox couldn't do it, though, I don't think. Oh, no, they would have to reboot it. What, m- m- like, somebody posed this question to me last year, and I thought on it for a long time. If they redo Back to the Future, which they've kind of you know, rumored that they were working on it. No, instead, don't reboot it. <laughs> instead of doing the DeLorean, I think if they start from scratch, what car do you want to replace the DeLorean? What would be appropriate? A Toyota Prius. A car that nobody's heard of before. <laughs> I, I guess that'd be appropriate. What, what I fell on, like, I, I, it took me a long time to come up with this, but I was thinking a Scion. I, I I can I can one up you a Tilsa Roadster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that would be sweet. That would be awesome. You know I I don't know if I could enjoy a new Back to the Future movie, but yeah, I'd, I'd be down for it. I'd watch it. Yeah, I, I just think there's one franchise that you can't really reboot. It doesn't. I don't know. I I, w- I wouldn't want to see that rebooted. I'm sorry. It, it has to be in the hands of somebody that knew what they were doing. I think it can be done. Oh yeah, it, it could be done, and this like current generation would probably love the hell out of it. But I don't think we would enjoy it as much as they would. Well, they aren't making it for us. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> has it has there ever been a reboot of a movie that does time travel like that before, though? That not that I know of. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, my thing is, if if they can make a new Tron, they can they can make a new. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's <laughs> take a new Back to the it's Future. It's the same story though, same universe, you know. Yeah, that's not a re- reboot, so. Well, I mean, they can make a new one. I'm sure Marty and that chick had kids. Oh, there yeah, you go. But Marty's kid looks just like Marty. <laughs> and then you have then you have Jules, then you have Jules and Vern, um, Doc's kids. I mean, they shoot. They made a cartoon. Oh for yeah. I guess yeah. they could. Reshoot some of the stuff and like put in new actors as the kids, and, you know, try to continue if, it from there. If they just made it with with Doc and his kids going around going crazy or something, I mean, they they could do something. Yeah, yeah. I uh, the, the last thing I'm gonna say about the game, and then we'll move on. It needs more time travel. I know there wasn't that much in the movies, just overall, but the game you only travel once in this game. That's it. And that that was kind of a bummer. So where do you go? Like the 30s. Then, then, then it's a bunch of dialogue trees. Oh, man. See, uh, Telltale Games, I, 
I would love to see this franchise go to like a real developer because I would I would want to do stuff like drive the DeLorean and stuff like that. You know, I mean, <laughs> I want to drive the DeLorean through a chest high wall. That's what I want. <laughs> I don't want to point and click my whole the whole time. <sighs> but um, I've also been playing Assassin's Creed Brotherhood again. This time I play uh, I played multiplayer. What? I, I, yes, that's, that's right. For me. Uh, I, I I renewed my gold account, and it occurred to me, hey, I haven't played Brotherhood online yet. And I was initially very intrigued by the idea of you're, you have a contract out on somebody, you have to go kill them, but someone else is, you know, has a contract out on you, and they're trying to kill you at the same time. And I, I typically don't play a lot of multiplayer games. I typically don't enjoy them, but this game is really, really fun. So like, I, it's awesome. So, so the the people you have contracts out for are they like other players in the game, or is it like, um, is it just like uh, yeah, a, it, AI? It's, no, it's other players. So, like, if if you, me, and Carrie were in one game, you would have a contract on Carrie. Carrie would have a contract on me, and I would have a contract on you. Hmm, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, and you, you they. They give you points for every time you kill your contract, and the more the the more stealthily you do so, or the more tricks that you pull when doing so, uh, the the higher your score. Like if you can do it stealth off of a building and you stab a guy in the face, you get like seven hundred points. So is it a way to notify who to know who your character is? You have to hunt down. Uh... Y- yes, yes. Uh, you take the persona of an NPC that is populated throughout the entire thing. So, like, if you're, say, a dude with a hat on, you, you're, the person who has the contract out on you will have a picture of that dude with a hat on. And mixed in to the, the environment are other dudes with that hat on. Hmm. And part of the game is staying, like, walking with the crowd en- enough to make it seem as if you are AI. Because hmm. it doesn't when when you're in view of your contract, it doesn't tell you who it is, but it says your contract is right around here. You know, you need to kill him, but we're not going to tell you who he is. So is it, okay, to, it kind of homes you in on the location. Because I was just saying, if if you have no idea who it is other than how he looks, and then depending on how big the game board is, you know. Yeah, the, the game boards aren't huge, so you can really get away with you know. With that, and it, it it does point you in the right direction, and it also alerts you if if someone is trying to kill you. It's like, hey, there's dude behind you. Uh, he's kind of being loud, and he's chasing you. You you better run. Blend in. <laughs> yeah, and and as you play, you 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 know you unlock perks and special abilities. Like one of them uh, gives you the ability to transform into someone else for a short period of time. So if the dude is looking for the guy in a hat, and you're a chick. He'll be like, oh, I don't know who that is. Hmm. And you get a smoke bomb. There's, you know, there, there's several different ways you can, you know, outrun your your uh, opponent, and they give you points for that too. If you if you escape your opponent, not only do you get points for escaping, but the contract expires, and they have to go kill someone else now. Wow, I like the concept though. Yeah, yeah. I was extremely impressed when I played last night. Awesome. Mm. I need I need to get through Assassin's Creed too, and then I'll probably pick that up. 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But you definitely need to finish Assassin's Creed 2 before even touching Brotherhood. It's just, just for story purposes. Uh, but that'll do it for what we're playing. Uh, I'm going to kick off Deals of the Week with, guess what, Back to the Future. <laughs> so, Back to the Future, the game, part one. Uh, the, really, the reason I played it now is because it's currently available for free. Free, 99. Free. That's zero dollars. And zero cents. Z- zero points, zero... It, you can just download it. And you can do that on the, the, the Telltale uh, Games website. And uh, I know why they're doing it. Because, you know, it's, it's like, a, like a teaser. It's like, hey, play this first episode and you'll want to buy the rest of them. It's their whole business model, basically. So, yeah. do you want to buy the rest of them? I do. But that's because it's Back to the Future. And I, I was planning on getting them anyway. And now it's just... Now I really want them because I've you know had a taste of the of the games. So what you're saying is that this is IP licensing done right. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, but check it out. It's it's free. You you can't. Nothing's cheaper than free. All right. Now I don't know how many uh, Fallout fans we have out there, but uh. I'm gonna buy this. Yeah, I, I I haven't actually played this myself, but can, Fallout New Vegas can be had from GameStop, and I'm not sure if this is only online or is in the store also. But currently on on their website, uh, you can get Fallout New Vegas on the various platforms for nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents. Twenty dollar, and that's like a that's like a price. Reduction, like it's not, it's not on sale. That's like the new price of it. Because no, I think it's a sale, isn't it? I don't know. Usually, uh, if it's a sale, they they don't still, change the pre-owned price. Still sixty bucks everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, you know, I would get it <laughs> while I can. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't question it. Just get it. Or, and you can pick it up used for seventeen ninety nine, so you can save a two dollars. So there, I'm assuming you probably can't get it in the store, also since that that's on there too. So I guess they're trying to keep people from buying the new one and then being like, "Hey, I bought this pre-owned and get money," which they could probably do that anyway. But I ramble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of twenty-dollar games, just by the way. Uh, Rock Band Three is also twenty bucks now. What? Rock Band Three is twenty bucks now. In the bargain bin. It's like a slap <laughs> in the face. But if you haven't played Rock Band Three, I suggest you do so. I know what I'm doing. I get paid. Pretty damn good. I'm sure it's worth twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you have some like plastic instruments that are collecting dust that you need to you need to use. <laughs> I'm sure you could. If you don't have any, you can go down to the to the local pawn shop and buy some for like five bucks. Oh, uh, uh, it's it's like a dagger in the heart. Or hit up the landfill. Oh man! All right, let's move into the tech roundup. <laughs> Harry, what you what, what is this eye stuff? Okay, there's this thing that was shown at CES that um, CBIT. I'm sorry, not CES. But anyway. Like it was a Lenovo prototype laptop, um, and the gadget actually has a video of it. And what it does is it tracks your eyes. So whatever you look at, you can select. Um, but anyway, they're actually ready to release it for consumption by consumers. And um, 
they are going to be rolling it out soon, and the price is $6,900, and we think $6,900, well, that's a lot of money. But for somebody who for somebody who is unable to use a computer now, you know, that's a that's that's I mean think about think about what if you didn't have arms, Sergio, and you wanted to get into computers, you know, I I think that's a small price to pay. I I don't know about small price to pay, like it's it's prohibitively expensive. I, I I understand, you know, it's it's high tech technology and it, it is very very niche, and it it would benefit you know someone who doesn't have arms and that's fantastic, but that's a hell of a lot of money. I mean, plus this is the first generation of it, so yeah, good old good old. In, in two um, years, it'll be half the price. It'll be cheaper, <laughs> but the the thing is, you know, this this somebody's gonna buy this, and because they're gonna and because they buy it, they'll be able to make the cheaper version, so. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yes, I have no use for this. I'll be the first person to say that. But you know, for for people that you know, for for older people with like I don't know carpal tunnel or arthritis, or I mean, there's somebody that can use this. And just the fact that this is even this is even possible is what blows my mind. You know, yes. of course I can't afford it, but that's beside the point. <laughs> yeah, I got to see a video of this because I'm I don't see how this could possibly work <laughs> yes they have a video on engage and I'll put the link in um, in the Skype chat window but yeah just check that out um it's just like it just amazes me how far technology has come you know even like I don't think connects that impressive but this like this right here is very very impressive to me just the fact that it's even possible. But um, so how many years before this gets implemented into some sort of gaming console? Um, considering it's sixty nine hundred dollars, I'd say a while. Probably by the time that time, we won't even have consoles anymore, if we're lucky. <laughs> but it's interesting tech. I'm a geek, and I just like stuff you know, like this that people never done before. It's just awesome. So, yeah, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to um, sell this to anybody, but it's just very interesting. I think. Oh yeah, uh, that, yeah, yeah. That that is true. Man. Cool beans. All right. Well, that that does it for the Tech Medition podcast. Clarence, Carrie, will you be yes. joining me next week? Um, if 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 the goddesses say so, I will. <laughs> They've been stingy with me lately. Oh man! Well, in the meantime, you guys can visit the website uh, techpedition.com. Uh, send us fan mail uh, at uh, let's see what's it fans at techpedition.com, or you can fill out a little web form. Uh, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. Uh, watch our videos on on YouTube. Uh, we have all kinds of stuff all over the interweb. So so check it out. Uh, but till next week. Have a have a techpeditious week, yo. Word. Juice. Bye. Go south. Very very quick. Go south. Very very quick. Go south. Very very quick.